Okay, should we start? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. What's Energy, up, everyone? Energy. Oh. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> Fucking hell, that was so good, that song. I remember you used to love that song. Okay, all right, I'm going to start. What's up, everyone? I'm Shafi Malik, and you're listening to the Who Dropped the Popcorn podcast. The premise is simple. One of us picks a film. Hello? Hello? Joining me tonight is Dave McHugh. Yeah, Shafi, you disappeared then, mate. You disappeared. Disappeared. Oh, Oh, really? Oh. You literally went, hi, guys. This is Shafi Malik. The premise is. um... (laughs) Sounds like an improvement, mate. (laughs) How did. uh, How did Dave. (laughs) That's That's how we start this episode then. How did Dave know when to come in then? Could Dave hear me? Yeah, I, we heard I, the very I last line Dave. saying, where'd you say Dave? Oh, <laughs> okay, right, right, right. I think Dave was just singing okay. anyway. Turn on it. Accidentally turned his mute off. <laughs> <laughs> All night. Turn on it, turn on What's up, everyone? I'm Shafi Malik, and you're listening to the Who Drop Popcorn podcast. The premise is simple. One of us picks a film that we know none of the others have seen. The rest of the group watch the film, and we get together here to discuss it. Joining me tonight is Dave McHugh. Andy Newlands. Garlic bread. (laughs) (laughs) And all the way from the somewhat north of England, Kyle Hammond. I got my rollie on my arm and a poem Sean done and I roll the best week because I got it going on. <laughs> All of these early 2000 references are uh, going to blow Ooh. everyone's mind. <laughs> Here's a warning. We'll be going into heavy spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film, we thoroughly recommend you watch it before listening to this. Tonight's film choice is Dave's. Dave has chosen 2014's A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Written and directed by Anna Lily Amapur, the film is set in a ghost town named Bad City, a place that reeks of death and loneliness. The townspeople are aware that they're being stalked by a lonesome vampire. Now, as I just mentioned, the film was written and directed by a woman, and we are four straight cis males. So we're aware there's a lack of representation in this discussion. Therefore, in this episode description, I've posted a link to an excellently written review by a woman named Camelia Yosef. Uh, for Bitch Media. I encourage you to read that review to accompany this podcast. So Dave, why did you choose this film? Well, I'll tell you why. Because literally, I looked at a list of Mark Mode films that he recommended from the noughties. Sorry, not the noughties, from uh, the tens, where they're called. And this is one of his favourite films. And this is, I watched it, I was blown away by it. And I think it's one of the closest films to perfection I've ever seen. And that's why. What makes it closest to the, uh, the closest film to perfection that you've ever seen? Eighties dancing. Yeah, because it's just because there's no every every scene is just beautiful. 
every moment is beautiful, every shot is beautiful. It's it's just an incredible film. And I don't really know why, but it is. And I feel finally we might have a film that might be mid-90s. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks for that, Dave. Um, that wasn't as convoluted as you normally make oh, out a yeah, description, right. so. Andy, would you care to recap this film? Hey, 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 what's that you say? It's Andy's articulate analysis. Okay, I will do my best. Okay, so plot of the film centers, well, no, not centers, but stars. Um, a, a young, hardworking Iranian man, his name's Arash, and he lives and takes care of his um, heroin addicted father. Um, and he gets in a bit of trouble with a drug dealer pimp who is called Saeed. This guy takes the the, the Arash's car. Um, just for a bit of visual sort of uh, help as I'm talking, Arash, he looks very similar to like a 1950s James Dean character. It's very cool, yeah. very slick, white t-shirt, hair. The car is incredible. And um, I'm sure Dave will have a lot to say about his look later on. And his car's beautiful, not like, again, sort of 1950s, beautiful American car. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of background. Um, Arash has got a bit of money problems. So he like steals a pair of diamond earrings from this uh, wealthy young woman that he's been doing some work for and then basically you're introduced to who i should say is the main character who is this guest the girl who walks home alone at night in terms of plot i guess the plot is the sort of subsections to the plot if that's the right way of saying it um there's essentially the girl who walks home alone at night should just come out and say it. she's a vampire but not in the i i get well for most of you listening i don't think you would have ever come across in fiction a vampire like this so as the plot develops she um goes back to the, the the pimp's house and um i want to talk about that scene later on in a bit more detail and she she murders him um and then the main bit of the plot is a love interest so there's a young uh, the young guy basically i'll just skip forward a bit and we can talk about the bits i'm missing out but he basically goes to this party right and um a rash takes some ecstasy so I'm pretty sure that's what Carl's been doing for the last half an hour and it's just come up. I and, wish, man. Um, I wish. Wow. Wow. Something's going on in the UK. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, listeners. I'm sorry. And it's brilliant. He, It's a costume party and he's dressed up as Dracula and he gets lost and he goes on a little adventure like Dave after one of his night out at Chimes and <laughs> um, he meets the vampire and basically a love story develops. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. There's... There's so much I'm missing out, by the way, guys, but we'll, we'll talk about this more in details. But there's yeah, man. lots and lots of scenes that just, you know, nothing's happening, but everything's happening. That's all I can really say. There's almost like mini music videos going on every 15 minutes or so. And then, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a prostitute in it that's a main character that I've been touched upon her. But there's just stories of basically this vampire um, and I guess on the one side, her predatory behavior and the killings that she does and, you know, trying to kill off the bad men, really, and keep the good men going straight. She meets a child, um, keeps him on the good path, but in this insane manner where she basically says <laughs> something like, I'm going to eat your eyes or sorry, I watched this film about two months ago, so I can't really remember all of the specifics. And then, um, then yeah, then there's this bit which um, uh, Arash's dad is killed 
by the vampire and then they kind of sail off into the sunsets and i i think at the end of the movie the um um arash has realized that actually yeah holy fuck, she's the person that killed my father and then he has to decide where his life is going to go and he decides to go off with the vampire so tell us, uh, tell us about the cat yeah there's a cat in it as well that sees it's just fucking interesting this little pussy so i think the vampire i think the vampire it has possessed the cat and through the cat she can see certain things happening and because of that the vampire is allowed it can make some sort of decisions based on what she's seeing i might be wrong can but, vampires yeah. do that I'm familiar. I don't know. Familiar. I don't know, but I didn't know vampires could skateboard. Can I just point out? I don't think vampires are real. What? Well, that's Holy that's fuck. that's the genius of vampires. A vampire's biggest strength is that no one believes in them. Exactly. Kaiser Sosa. Well, I think that's it. I think it. <laughs> I think it's a story of yeah. I think I think it's ultimately you could call this a love story. I guess, but I don't know. I've never seen anything like this, but it's, it is. It is definitely Dave's best choice. I know that's a low bar, but um, <laughs> it is a low choice. I did prefer it to mid-90s, and mid-90s was a brilliant, brilliant film. I still don't think it's as visually impressive as like something like Jellica 2, but it is very, very smart. And there's some scenes that oh, I've spoken too much now, but there's some scenes later about I'd love to you to come back to me at some point and talk about the killing of Saeed. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. I think that's it. I think that's kind of the plot. If- cool. Thanks for that, Andy. Kyle, if I asked you to... Suck me off. You're going to ask me about <laughs> horror films now, aren't you? No, um, no, I no. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> if I asked you to tell me what genre this comfortably sits in, what would you say? I would say it is uh, spaghetti western horror. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So No, it's, it's, it's a comic book film, man. It's Sin City. Come on. It's like, it's basically, it's like Sin City-esque, isn't it? So just yeah. the scene where she's on the skateboard rolling down the road, it's all black and white. It's like, what is this? Is this some weird indie comic that, uh, I mean, as <laughs> you know, I'm the main comic guy of, of the whole pod. I know everything about indie comic. Everything Shafi knows he's learned from me. Uh, yeah. Is this some like <laughs> indie comic that even I've not read? So Shafi won't know what it is. Yeah, Sin yeah, City-esque with the black and white and, you know, shit going on. But the reason why I was asking you is because I know that you've seen quite a few Westerns and some of the classic Westerns. So I was just wondering, before reading anything about this film, were you getting those sort of visual cues and comparing it to those Westerns that you'd seen before or not? Yeah, so she's the girl with no name, essentially, isn't she? So the Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's Carl you then... So were you consciously thinking that while you were watching the film before reading anything about it? No, to be honest, I didn't. But I read that afterwards and it does obviously it does hit you straight away. But you can tell it's a Western from watching it because it's like a weird... I mean, I was actually a bit disappointed when the, the opening credits roll, it's a lot of American names and then some like Persian names as well. I thought, oh, it's not really a Persian film, is it? And it's filmed in America as well. But then I was reading that it's not might not even be set in... In Iran, it might be set in an Iranian settlement in America. Oh, wow. There's, there's debate about that. Yeah. So did you get it was a Western then, Shafi, or, or Dave? Or yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I, I think um, it did. Yeah. There were sort of a lot of kind of visual cues and sort of like the pace of it as well was, um, yeah. it felt more of a... Of a, a yeah, yeah. 
a lot of uh, a lot of staring. Where but also the the score as well, because yeah. apparently I listened to an interview because um, the director she's also a DJ and she was talking about a film that she was talking about this film that she's developing to a musician and she was he, he was uh, she was she described what the film was. And then he went, well, you know what? I've actually been um, making a score for a Western film. And he was like, she was like, well, that's perfect. Like, you know, we can just use that. No way. (laughs) He's like, wait, it's an actual film that I'm making it for. They've got it. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know whether it was actually for a (laughs) film that that was actually been done that didn't actually end up going through or whatever but yeah i think that's that's uh so i think they consciously were making a western film did anyone find it scary or no i always found like it wasn't scary but her threat was always there yeah what about the scene where she's scaring that kid and she sort of appears in the distance yeah it wasn't scary it wasn't scary but you think you feel for that kid that would have been so terrifying for that kid but not for the audience it was all about keeping him in line that's why i love that scene but it's like jesus give him a break but you understand why she's doing it oh incredible yeah man. um andy so yeah did you want to talk about this scene where saeed gets killed we mentioned it's black and white um, so it's black and white i was like holy moly okay this is pretty mental so i wanted to check what big mk thought about it so um he i guess marker mode for those who are wondering who um, big mk is yeah, yeah the big mk not Mortal Kombat. Oh, God, Mortal Kombat. I still can't get over <laughs> selecting that film for this. Like, I can't believe how badly they copped Mortal Kombat up. Did, did Mark come in and like this film, though, because he's got the same hair as the lead character? <laughs> Him and Mark Lamar are raging. Yeah. <laughs> and Gary Glitter. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's lost it all now. Stress. And then the music just drops, and then you see that kind of landfill river full of dead bodies. Mad. Absolutely crazy. I love that. Mad. So, sorry, Andy, do you want to continue about the scene? Yeah, so this this was one of my favourite scenes in the movie. So I like the entire movie, but I preferred the first half to the to the second. But, oh, my God, it was so, it was so awesome, this. So I don't want to give you the impression that I've thought about this all on my own, because I obviously... <laughs> I go and research things and, uh, you know, it helps me with Andy's articulate analysis. So um, <laughs> I'm going to try and turn into Shafi Malik for the next three and a half minutes and give some good... Do some brown thing. face. <laughs> okay, Carl, can we edit? Because this racism <laughs> from Shafi's just getting out of control. Just go stick some trackies on my no pants underneath, mate, and then you'll be Shafi. <laughs> yeah, so this this scene is nuts, right? It's um, I just want to talk away this uh, talk a bit about the way the film's shot because that for me is more important than the plot or what's going on or whatever. It's just all the different scenes, and someone else later is no doubt going to talk about what could be a music video about the love scene. You know, they're getting closer and closer, and then the guy's neck goes up, and you're like, "Oh, what's going on?" Then the vampire yeah. place. You know, all that shit, and the fucking mad person steals the balloon from it and does a little dance on LSD or what's going on. So, but what I want to talk about is the is the murder of Saeed. So, quick premise: he's the drug dealer, and he brings the vampire back to his apartment. And um, the way this whole 
scene is shot is fucking incredible because if you when you're watching this you could draw a line from the bottom left to the bottom right of the screen and it's basically a, a representation of the predator zones so in he this guy thinks he's the predator so he's always at the bottom of the screen and she's always standing at the top now in the top of the screen she's surrounded by on the wall there's like a dead head of a wolf and then a dead head of a deer on the other one and then there's like a behind her there's like a fish tank of docile small fish that he controls and then at the bottom where he's the predator he's like in his den um and if you look on the sofa he's like there's um rugs with tigers on and cheetahs he's got a tiger tattoo on his chest he's doing cocaine and as the scene unfolds yeah and the the jacket as well yeah precisely so just the way it's shot the like the imagery is just fantastic and He's, I presume he's taking cocaine or something like that to get him G'd up. He's lifting weights. He basically thinks he's bossing it. He thinks he's going to interrupt really quickly. He's got fuck all weights on those dumbbells as well. And I'm not even like a, <laughs> yeah, a weightlifter, yeah. but there's fuck all, and he does about three and then puts them down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, that, that, that did, uh, yeah, that is a shame. That's how you warm up, though. Well, before you have sex, you just, let's not get into this. This is a family show. Is that a family show? We lost we lost a long time ago, I think. The, <laughs> I think the, guy, might, the guy Martin episode might have So yeah, so he's doing cocaine and the mute the song that they're playing is quality. It's like Yeah. Oh so they good. could play it in the nightclub in Blade and all those vampires would love it as well. <laughs> So this goes yeah. on for a bit and he's getting more pumped up and he, you know, he's obviously thinks he's gonna have sex with this girl. So he, a Dave you know, dance as well, didn't he? Yeah, he does the full day dance. <laughs> like Dave's, it's like he's in St. James's wine bar going up to the bar. <laughs> By the way, those listeners, Kyle just demonstrated, Kyle just demonstrated <laughs> the dance and he gyrated <laughs> his body all over the camera. <laughs> and basically, I have, I have about an extra six stone of fat compared to Saeed. And now oh, the lens is stained. <laughs> now <Yeah>. the lens. <laughs> need to wipe it off Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> sorry andy go on so um so yeah so as saeed approaches the uh the vampire she then crosses over into his zone and what's impressive about that is like we all obviously know and he obviously saeed has got no idea but there's two predators in that room so he's obviously a drug wheedling pimp but she's a fucking vampire exactly so he's it's just fucking incredible. Like he, as she crosses into his den, his predatory zone, he puts his finger in her mouth, trying to be uh, uh, seducing her, and then then the fucking shit goes off. She bites his fingers off, and then launches, um, you know, in, into his neck and attacks him. And it's it's just cool because as she gets up, the zones have crossed. He is lying dead in the area of the screen where she first started with the dead animal heads on the wall and then she just fucking like a proud peacock just walks around his den uh, uh, oh, yeah. takes his takes um i can't remember exactly what um she takes but maybe the earrings or money or the keys to the car whatever and then just leaves and that that for me is what this film is all about there's just there is a plot obviously it's very yeah. smart it's very intelligent but there's all of this shit going on all the time um lots of mini scenes that you could just if this film didn't exist i reckon you could take about 45 minutes of footage and have about six music videos that would all kind of make sense <laughs> yeah correct did she take anything or did um arash come in the yeah she took watch. and take she took, I think she oh, took she could something watch, right? 
but I right. can't remember. Okay, yeah, I watched, yeah. And it was just badass. It was just badass. It was like, it was fucking quality. I watched that scene again and again and again. There's loads of scenes I watched again and again and again. Um, yeah. The thing is, though, stuff like that, only like proper studio, sorry, studious like film people would notice shit like that. Studious film yeah, people I, like Andy. Andy's not stole that from Google at all. Um, yeah, well, I did start this by saying this isn't my... This isn't no, my no. But how, how long does the cinematographer or the director spend on designing that whole little tid- tiddly bit for about four people to realise? I see you, Jeff. You've got to fucking come and rescue me here. <laughs> it's probably done... I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't really speak for the director, right, director, but about the process, but it's probably done at storyboard stage because that's how what you do in storyboards. You basically, you frame each shot before the, the cameras start rolling or anything. Oh, okay. So possibly he's saying... And the cinematographer's involved in that part then? Normally, I don't think they are. I might be wrong though, because I think that the cinematographer would probably look at the storyboards and say, um, th- so the director would show the storyboards to the cinematographer and go, I want to create this image on, on, on the camera. And then the cinematographer's job is to sort of put it all on camera. So talk, talking of image, this next one is something that I like, I'm not going to say I came up with it. There's been some big claims here, like Kyle basically saying he's big MK, but um, <laughs> this next bit I did notice. But and then the, the the bit I'll finish on I didn't notice, but being I just want to tell you guys in case you didn't know about it. But um, the way this girl cruises about as well, I've got you've got to know as a listener. She's like the word indie has been used. She is cool. This girl, like she's she's a bit vulnerable. She's like a little sort of goth girl. She's cruising about on her skateboard. She's walking along at night. But where there's some scenes where she's like following a prostitute or following a guy, or whatever. She does it in this like snake-like manner. So even the way she's yeah. dressed and the way she mimics is like a snake. So the, the snake that I thought of, and lots of other people and probably yourselves have thought, is a cobra. Very mm. interesting, like the movement of her and then how she launches. So that was really badass. And then there was this other bit, which I didn't fucking get this at all, but it's, I, I, I read it and then went back to the film, but there's a bit where they're standing in an oil field and they're looking at the mechanics of the, uh, the uh, fuck, I don't even know what it's called, the oil mining yeah, pump the machine pumps, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. See, like teeth biting. Yeah, the yeah, black yeah. teeth just biting into the ground. Like, it's, honestly, it's... Yeah. Right. I, Dave, I don't want to steal your thunder because you probably want to talk about the imagery more. Yeah, it, the fucking... The, the, what I think, Dave, what you were probably saying at the beginning of this is why this is one of the best, like the perfect films, is the plot and the imagery and a bit of yeah. humour and the characters. Like the whole, the whole package of this matches uh, or knits together very, very, very well. There's just no filler. Yeah, it's just, it's just perfect from start to finish. I can't, I can't get enough of this film. I just cannot get enough of it. Yeah, it looks incredible. That's, that's all I've got. So what I'll do is you guys chat, and then when Quantum Leap starts, just. Just call me back in 20 years. <laughs> Shuffy's got a whole subsection about uh, other Iranian vampire films. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Okay. Well, the guy is the Iranian Neville Barsos, isn't he? He is literally the Iranian Neville Barsos, and he gets his canopins. I love it. For those who are wondering who, who Neville Barsos is, he's a minor character in a... Australian film uh, <laughs> released in the early 2000s called Chopper. You never seen Chopper News? No, no. Oh, mate. I'm Neville Bartos, mate. I'm hardly a minor character. I'm fucking Neville Bartos, mate. <laughs> Have a fucking <laughs> geek. 
Have a fucking geez, mate. I'm all right. Can I just for the listeners out there, Dave's lying on the floor. None of us can see him. <laughs> I'm Neville Bartos. Neville Bartos is is a hero of mine. He is one of the best characters ever. Quickly go back to that scene that Ali was talking about. Nobody's mentioned his fucking tattoo on his neck. Yeah, just sex. fucking says sex on his neck. <laughs> and he's, what is his moustache? He's just got like the little handlebar bit, but not the bit beneath his nose. What the fuck is it, man? What? I think because of the cocaine, he can't have that. <laughs> uh, oh, you sound knowledgeable, Andy. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about that. I'm from Jersey, but there are people out there that do some things. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't one of the tattoos, uh, there's another tattoo in Farsi. Uh, and I think it actually says the word pimp. Oh, wow. Why are you asking us? Because <laughs> then you aren't you the native Farsi speakers of the podcast. <laughs> Hi, all. Back to you. Is there, out of all the films that we have reviewed, do you see any connection to any of the other films that we've seen? Maybe I should have asked you this in advance so you would have had a good think about it. <laughs> yeah. Subtitles. <laughs> Nice. Uh, skateboarding. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it was the director who was actually on the skateboard. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah. She's the standing, yeah. yeah. What else? Um, not, not only that, the director also appears as... So there are posters in the girl's bedroom, right? Yeah. Did anyone identify who the posters were? Yeah, Madonna, MJ. BGs. So they couldn't clear having those images on the wall. Those are actually posters that they've sort of recreated themselves. With her? Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's actually her in that Madonna poster. But you don't really see her. You can't really see her face that clearly. Some of the reviews I read was like, they've done this to make the film seem unsettling, but no, it's just that they had no money. (laughs) (laughs) They had to recreate it for cheap. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know, but I, I possibly that's possibly a reason why. But yeah, they had to recreate that Michael Jackson poster and all that stuff. So, <laughs> what have I missed then, Shuffy, about relation to other films? Well, no, I mean, I was just thinking. I mean, it's black and white. It's gritty. Black and white. <laughs> uh, was it, is this the first black and white film we we've talked about? I think it is, isn't it? Yep. Yes. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, I was thinking where. A film where clothing is important. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I think it's great that you pointed that out. The the longies or you know sarongs in in the in a, a previous episode when we were talking about jalakatu. In a way, what is formerly known as a chador, but you know, interesting enough in our culture we call it a burka. But how the director came up with the idea is she actually wore that chador and she didn't normally wear it, but. She, I think she was doing a short film and she just tried it on herself and she sort of felt like, um, like a badass. Like she felt, you know, like, and she, and that's when she, like a vampire cape. Yeah. 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 And I think it's just interesting that we're talking about this film and we're talking about Jalakatu and the fact that the clothing, this, this is where I sound really pretentious, but the, the clothing sort of prompts the energy of the film. So, you know, with, with, with the longies, they're constantly sort of, they're falling down. They're having to sort of rearrange them quickly and sort of having to sort of run all over the place. This, uh, the, the Chador in this film sort of, dictates the energy of the film as well it's very sort of shadowy it gives sort of you know it, 
a clear silhouette, you know. So I think it's just interesting that we're talking about this film after Jalakatu when we when you brought up clothing. Why does she have to put on the white striped t-shirt though? You know, she gets changed before she goes out. She had something else on and then she puts on the, the Pudsley Adams t-shirt. <laughs> like and then snake. the Chadora goes back out. What's I don't know what the significance is in that. No idea. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I just think it's sort of like a costume, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. She's got like a whole. Is, does she have a different wardrobe at any other part of the film or not? Yeah, she's wearing something different when she meets Said or James Dean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His name's not Said, is Arash. it? Arash. Fucking hell. I was really worried about, uh, like, with the Wailing and with Jalikatu, they're like, oh, fuck, we're going to struggle with the names. But no, they literally are called the prostitute, <laughs> the dealer, the junkie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dave, do you have a favorite? Dean of this film then? Ooh, good question. And I can't answer it because it's just too difficult. But maybe, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, oh. No, I don't. I'm so sorry. I can't choose a favourite. I just can't. Because it, it's perfect. So it's perfection all sits perfectly together. I can't. Okay. Sorry. Kyle. I do. I have one. I got really emotional as well watching this scene, but then I rewatched it, and I. But when I rewatched it, I watched it outside in the sun, so it didn't obviously have as much uh, <laughs> impact. But uh, yeah, the scene where why are you doing Andy, the gardening? Well, I've been doing gardening all day, which is why I've got the red face. But uh, yeah, the scene where Andy alluded to it earlier, where they they're back at the girl's house, and all the eighties posters are on the wall, and she puts on yeah, Death yeah, by yeah, White yeah. Lies, and that album I used to really like ten. 11 years ago it's like fucking hell I've not heard this song so like I've not heard this song for a long time so like we did with when the music came on in TT I was like you know something brings you back because like holy yeah. fuck and then I've listened to that song like eight times today and just the lyrics really fucking match that whole scene yeah. but oh, nothing nice. really happens nice. it's, it's all slow she puts on the record he appears from behind her she turns around yeah. he puts, puts his neck up they cuddle that's all that happens no she listens to his heartbeat as well. it's like four minutes of it's, that's like the music video kind of bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. Dave, sorry, what was your... You were saying that she listened to his heartbeat? Yeah, man, with blood pumping yeah. for her. But there's no point. I was never at any point thought she was going to kill him. There was never scary. I, there was never a point. Show his neck, listen to the blood pumping for his body. There was no point where I ever thought she was going to bite him. Ever. Right. So you got to think about this love story as well. I was saying to yeah. Shaq before, Dawson's, like, she's great. a vampire who lives forever and he's a human. She's like, holy shit, man. Like, in her mind, not only is she falling in love, but she also knows vampires lose everyone, man. They live through, look at Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, the amount of shit they have exactly. to live through. If she falls in love with this guy and has a life with him, she, it's like fucking Aragorn and that elf woman. She knows, like, okay, I can have this but then I might have a lifetime of misery. It's fucking brilliant, this film. It's some yep. deep shit, yep. like mourning well, the loss of the one true love. Dave, you mentioned something about Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just felt like I was watching Dawson's Creek for a bit when they were in the room together. And I thought he was going to like climb through a window. And, you know, I just felt like, and then when they meet, at a, like they'd be both, well, both in you know, a Halloween party. They meet on what looks like in a kind of American street and stuff. It's just, it has that teen romance thing to it, which it just fits. It, it just fits. We need to talk it, about the genius of that, the genius of that script of him dressing up as Dracula, taking yeah, it's, an ecstasy it's, it's incredible, girl, meeting a real vampire as Dracula. It's fucking unbelievable. I know. I'm Dracula. It's incredible. Because like, 
loads of teen dramas. So like at a Halloween party together, Americans love Halloween, don't they? And it's just, oh my gosh, it's just incredible. And I watched that, I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's like, I need to sit down. And that's, I think that's the first time there was any kind of comic relief in the film when she's just pushing him whilst he's sitting down off his nut. I just, <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then, and then like you take, take it back to her house and she sort of looks 10 years younger and she, it's like, oh, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. Wow. Oh, yeah, oh what a film. What's oh, oh, fucking love her film. Oh. <laughs> Every film I choose is so good. <laughs> I know, I know. Much better than Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'll tell you about this, right? So my, my, my neighbour listened to that the other day and he was like, what the fuck is that day's problem? Like, that's a really that's good that. film. And basically everyone I've spoken to is like, what is the problem with Dave? So that's that's no. the strap line now. This the is what you should put on your when we get famous. You should just our t-shirt should say what the fuck what is, is the, the problem, problem with Dave? No, the film is the problem, not me. You re- do realize, Dave, you're the villain of this show. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, everyone hates the best one. That's how I see it. The best <laughs> is always hated. Darth Vader, man. I, I am the best. Exactly. No one hated Darth Vader. I choose the best films, and no one can do it. No one hated Darth Vader. I would say. No one hates Dave, man. No one hates Dave. <laughs> I hate Dave. <laughs> <laughs> the character I'd compare you to is Fredo out of The Godfather. That's what I'd no, you to. that's, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. one of the worst comparisons ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone I can't knew. stand you. And you end up I getting stabbed. The the end. Jesus, that's so mean. Oh, one of the greatest actors of all time. Played him. I know, that guy has been in like, the four best films ever made. And that's his... That's all of his IMD. What's his name? He died. He died, man. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, what's his name? Shafi? I can't even fucking remember. No, um, I can't remember his name either, to be honest. John Cazale. Oh, nice. Well done. Yeah. He was married to Meryl Street, wasn't he? Was it? Jesus. Yeah. Kyle, is that your favourite needle drop in, in the whole film? It's the only one I knew. I didn't know any of those before right. that. Yeah. A lot, a lot of it's um, um, Iranian. I like, the opening track. I like the opening track at the beginning. I like, yeah. the house, I like the house music where um, the pimp dies. Yeah, that song's awesome. How about you, Andy? What's your favourite uh, music? Probably The Death of Saeed, because I just love that pumping techno. I'm trying to remember yeah. what song it was with the balloon scene, that balloon scene, because I'm not sure that balloon scene needed to be in the movie. Oh, yes, it did. I'm glad it was. Did you recognise the woman from the club? You get a glimpse of her in the club when you saw her. Did you? Did you recognise? No, her? I don't. So talk me through that because I don't. I don't. Don't. Let's don't get me wrong. I'm not slagging this off. She's behind the girls when they're sort of trying to get ecstasy off Arash and stuff. So you see, you see her in the club. So that's that's the link. She was in the club with all of them, and then I just think well, that's a beautiful you... scene. It's just. It obviously it doesn't have to be in the film. So is she? Is that insinuating she's on drugs and she's just having a nice time with that balloon? No, I don't think it's is anything. That the trans think... Is that the trans scene? That's what I'm. I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'm I don't tra- know who you're talking about. Yeah, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about, Andy. Me? Yeah. There's a scene out of nowhere where there's just this lady dancing with a balloon. Yeah, that's the trans. Yeah, that's the trans girl. Yeah, but I don't think she's in the party. Is she in the party? Yeah, she's oh, at the club. Yeah. yeah. That scene was put yeah. in just because obviously Iran, that doesn't happen in Iran. If that happens in Iran, you get fucking killed in the street. So this is obviously, this is like bad city 
it's fucking lawless. Yeah, it's fictional. All shit goes down, man. Trans people are cool. Felt like City of God. Why is it so there's like a City trans God? person in this film. I don't remember that at all. That's, the, yeah. that's who you're describing, Andy. That's who you're describing. Yeah, I know, random... I know, but I didn't know, I didn't know that was a man. What was the trans lady doing before the balloon then? She was in the club, and you see her in the street as well, I think. All right, fine. So that's just basically a little bit of political commentary. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. I think so, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else anyone wants to say about this film? Yeah, the dad's an interesting... The characters are interesting, aren't they? Like the dad, the heroin addict, he's quite cool. The little kid's quite cool. Exactly. I'll ask a question to everyone, if I may. Yeah, absolutely. Was he happy, actually, was he actually happy that she killed his dad? Was it a relief? Because mm. I thought he might have given him too much heroin one day and said, come on, just, just do yourself. Get out of my life. Well, there's, there's, it's, she's, he's conflicted. He, I don't think he's happy or sad. That's what, that's yeah. what causes him to... He sort of gets out of the cards, isn't he, at the end? And um, has to choose he, his he's path. conflicted. He, he's, he's conflicted and he's fallen in love with this girl. But at the end of the day, that's the same person that murdered his dad. But then his dad has been a burden to him. He, he went to that point, like when Shafi's saying he's conflicted, which I 100% agree with, he knows that she's a vampire by this point. I can't quite remember how no, he I think so. this out. I don't think so. I think he just sees the cat there and then he realises that obviously... She has something to do with his dad's death. Yeah. Wow. I'm with Andy. I think you know. I would. I don't go, know either way, man. I would go as far to say that he knows she's a vampire right from the beginning. How? What? Huh? Where are you getting that um, from? Because isn't there a no, sign that says an ecstasy pill there, Shafi? There's a sign that warns them of uh, girls that wear chadors at the beginning of the film, because that's part of the part of the mythology of that. This is just a theory, but part of, you could say part of the mythology of of that city is that there are there is a threat of a girl with a chador, and they know exactly the type of person she is. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. I think at the end of this podcast, we should um, ask Dave to do some shots, and then I'll go round and pierce his ears. <laughs> How are you talking? Because that was crazy. That. He might have already pierced his ears. That was another cool scene in the oil fields where she was just like, "Yeah, like, do it, do the next one, do the next do one." It, yeah, awesome. Man. Did you get the um, the metaphor for that? Obviously, she's the vampire. She should be piercing his neck, but he's yeah, piercing yeah, her yeah. ears instead. Yeah, yeah. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. No, you didn't. None of you did except Kyle. Don't lie. Only Kyle. Because you didn't get it, Dave. Doesn't. Yeah, we're as thick as you. So uh, I, think you I got that. It's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious. No. The Bollocks. stabbing roll reversal. That's all that is. That's not mm, bollocks. It's like oh my. Oh, go on then. Go on another oh, rant about how this is all to do with religion. <laughs> oh, no. And we go on the bridge of St Peter. That'll be interesting. Oh Call no. me back in twenty minutes. <laughs> my ears have been pierced. Oh no. Oh gosh, my don't pierce my earlobe. Oh, no, I'll tell you what, you're earlobe. pissing the fucking ears of all our listeners. <laughs> Every my nipple. Listening <laughs> to your bullshit. My nipple. No. Even if she'd fucking I, done right, it. By the way, listeners, let's do a fucking vote on this. Hashtag Dave's a knob or hashtag Dave's a legend. <laughs> See how many fucking votes we get. Please, someone text me that to rem- remind me when I publish this episode to put that in. We, I'd, I'd rather not think about Dave's knob thing very much. <laughs> even if even if she'd given him a Prince Albert, I still wouldn't have fucking got that. Blimey. 
calm down. None of you ugh, lied. Even a cheeky Prince Albert through the knob. No one's getting that ref. That is not that difficult, to, right? Where does that come from reverse. about piercing, piercing someone's... I know, what is he talking about? Well, because that's the only piercing yeah. that's actually a bit scary. Like, my earlobes are useless, my nipples are useless, my belly button's pretty useless now, but don't pierce my <laughs> What do you mean now? I what don't want my previously? Thank you very much. So if now, you that's an interesting not, word. Now. Oh, <laughs> how many girls have you met have you gone up to you with a safety pin? And... <laughs> 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 It's not, it's just, I'm not Every moving. single one of them when I try and kiss them. Like, but no, like, oh, I didn't know you were all so intelligent. I'm so sorry if I've missed this whole last 38 years, but I didn't realize you're all geniuses that get the, the nipple piercing scene. I'm sorry. Can we talk about the junkie? The dad? Yes. Yeah, because I've written here yeah. that he was uh, Ranji <laughs> in How I Met Your Mother. You guys probably never watched that, but. The first so many series were, of that were great, and the last series was was absolute dog shit. But yeah, he was a very minor character that appeared like in sporadic episodes called Ranjit uh, in that. But that scene where he's with a prostitute. See, um, does he? Is he? Um, what kind of accent does he have in that show? Like an Indian accent. Yeah, he's a taxi driver in New York. Yeah. And I'm, so not gonna, I'm not going to do it, mate. I'm not so going to do it. Is it? No, <laughs> please, stop Kyle. trying to make me please be racist, Shuffy. Stop it. <laughs> no, fucking all that is trying to get us. And so he's basically like the Deadpool character. Is that right? The, the yeah. Indian character. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but obviously a lot older. Yeah. Jeez. He was called, what's he called in Deadpool? The Pinder. That's it. Okay. So yeah, Ryan Reynolds had a friend at school called The Pinder that killed himself. So it was like a tribute to him. He introduced. What a the- way! What a way to honor your dead friend by doing a stereotypical fucking like cab driver who like who took the bit like this and like oh my god, well done, Ryan Reynolds. It's just as good as when you got married on a plantation. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out, Shaffy. You're gonna text me in three okay. weeks, like edit that bit out. <laughs> Well, didn't you know about that? Didn't you know about no, that? No, no, no. You got, he got married in a plantation. Okay. Was he dressed like Colonel Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> do you take this woman to be your love? <laughs> I sure do. Yeah, anyway, the junkie. Um, just read yeah, some notes here. <laughs> so he's with the prostitute. He's like, I want to have some... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just want to talk. I want to be close to you. No, he's like, I want to have a good time with you. Then he does some smack and falls asleep. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, there you, oh, go. Yeah. That's, there you go. That's, that's there. Dave, isn't it? We've all been there, mate. We've all been there. These things happen. They, they share needles as well. What the fuck? Crazy. I know, man. There's another bit where he calls his son a blind cat. Ooh, sick burn. Get some ice. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I asked Andy at the beginning of the pod about the cat. So there is another theory that what you're seeing in black and white is what the characters are seeing. So the fact is that the characters can't see any colour at all. So when Arash is, the character Arash goes back to the pimp's house and he sees the girl, he doesn't notice the blood on her, on her mouth because she can't, he can't see red. So, so, and then there's another theory that 
possibly everything that we're seeing is from the vision of a cat because, well, I don't think cats see black and white, but they're sort of colorblind, I think. Every shot's really low as well, isn't it? All the shots are low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. cat looking, especially like the skateboarding scene, like the cat could just be sitting at the bottom of the road watching it come down. And the cat's on the other side of the road, which is a bit like, remember the Paris, Texas scene where they're mirroring each other on either side of the road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, don't, I spotted that. Yeah, yeah. And they have a scene as well, like in um, Lord Simple, where you see low down the road and you're trucking the lines in the road in the car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great, great films, you know, they, they borrow for each other. I didn't see anything from Ford or Ferrari. <laughs> Interesting. But that I'm glad. <laughs> what about that, that scene, though, the love scene? That was all head height. <laughs> and he was like, where, where Kyle was crying. That scene. The cat was sitting on the back. That was all like... N- yeah, maybe, maybe the cat maybe the cat's was the cat? from a window. Is that what we've got to say now? The the- oh, the cat was on the shelf. To- yeah, that's... The- <laughs> yeah, this is a film about... Sorry, let me do the plot again. Uh, this is a film the about... Film is cats. Um, it's cats. A cat that's what it who is. follows <laughs> a gothic uh, girl around and um, watches a prostitute fuck men. Yeah, the cat was um, sitting on top of the bookshelf for that for that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. peeking, out, peeking yeah. in a window, peeking in a window. Yeah, that's all. Hey, just tell the listeners what your cat was called when you were younger. <laughs> so Snagglepuss the fat. Snagglepuss the third. Okay, I, me- I remember once. I remember once I was talking to Dave on the phone, and then in the middle of the conversation, he went puss. <laughs> I know. I'd put whiskers on my bell end if you did it. That was nothing. <laughs> oh, mate, we missed all that. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it was, we just what was that bell day? end. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was just saying that I might have like rubbed whiskers on my bell end and she did it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about this film that anyone wants to bring up? Or I like it. it was quite funny when the dad lost it at the cat. We were talking about the cat, like thinking it's his wife, it's sort of reincarnated into the cat with her eyes and stuff. And he was just goes ape shit at the cat. Remember that scene? Yeah, yeah. So when that's when he's saying, com- coming down in from the smack. Yeah. Further, further prolongs the theory on that possibly everything's from the cat's view. <laughs> no. That's a bollocks theory. Newlands has already put that to shame. So I can't, that's one of the worst film theories I've ever heard. Right. <laughs> anyway, I, it's not my own. So anyway. Oh, it's um, not Shafi's anymore now. It's been for food. Oh, it wasn't my idea. I just read about it. Oh, I, I, never have my own so... I never have my own opinion. I just want to quickly, I want to quickly talk about um, kind of perspective when watching Sex, a film. baby. Because <laughs> um, I, I watch this film in the day. Holy shit. And I really wish that I watched it late at night. And in fact, right. if I'd have randomly yeah. discovered this film at two in the morning on Channel 4, yeah. I'd be texting you all saying, this is the fucking greatest film I've ever seen. Right. My actual opinion of it is like, yeah, I like this film, but I thought the ending was pretty poor. Like it's a bit of a nothing ah. ending. It's a, it's a nothing ending, really. And I also, <laughs> I also kind of think if this film wasn't in black and white, and if it wasn't directed by a woman, and if it wasn't directed by an Iranian woman, would this film be getting all the hype that it's getting? Ooh, that's it's, mean. I'm just saying, though, would it? Super mean, super if mean. If this was like, if this was, say, um, 
But I think the Iranian... if, if, if this was Eli Roth's latest film, would people be going, holy shit, this is fucking amazing? Well, okay. Well, one, th- one thing is that the Iranian identity is quite um, important to the film anyway. I think without that Iranian identity, yeah. you wouldn't really have a you wouldn't really have a film. Okay. So, uh, secondly, the the sort of stylistic choices and the sort of pace of the film is sort of very similar to which a lot of people have been sort of comparing is like Jim Jarmusch's films, and he's quite a renowned filmmaker anyway. So, I think possibly people would probably look at it and say this is very you know, I like to, to his films, even though apparently he's done, direct, I don't done know, a film sorry. called Down By Law. He did a film called um, Coffee and Cigarettes. Um, he did a film called, uh, he did a, a recent vampire film actually called The Only Two Lovers Left Alive or something. I would tell Um Okay. Um, he's made, oh, he made Ghost Dog. Have you heard that film, Ghost Dog? Oh man, Ghost Dog! Watch, watch Ghost Dog. That film is brilliant. It's Forrest Whitaker as a black samurai in, I think it's in Brooklyn, uh, as he tries to, <laughs> as he basically fights gangsters, and it's soundtracked by the RZA. Oh my god! <laughs> Forgive me. I used to think this was the perfect film, but that sounds like the perfect film. Oh my it's god! It's fucking awesome. It's really. When good. was that made? Tell me, it was nineteen ninety three. Was it nineteen ninety three? It was late. No, Rizzo was later doing soundtrack, surely. No, it was two, yeah, it was 2000. No, I think oh, it was like early not... 2000s. Yeah, watch that. It's a good film. I'd recommend that. That's Shafi's recommendation of the week. I think it's time for us to do one word reviews. Don't you guys think? Absolutely. Shit, I ain't got one. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the one word review. The one word review. One word review from us to you. Except for Dave, who says, It's the best. Andy, what is your one word review? My one word review is sharp. Mm-hmm. Nice. Kyle, have you, are you looking up thesaurus.com? No, I'm looking <laughs> for farsi words for good. Yeah, this film. Yeah, I like this film. It was, yeah, it was good. It was um, surprising. Surprising. Yeah. What, as in surprise? You surprised how much you liked it, or as in the plot was surprising, or when it opened with like the black and white, I was like, oh, fucking another gritty McHugh fucking choice. But yeah, (laughs) I I did like it. (laughs) Tell you what, I tell you what, Dave really doubles down on. Uh, we know that Andy doesn't like slow brooding, but Dave's <laughs> like, no, I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna think of another slow brooding film. Exactly. And then after that one, I'll think of another slow brooding film. Mm. I'm gonna flush your head down the toilet until you agree with me. Basically, that's how I right. roll. I would just say read the room. That's what I'd say. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what about yours, Dave? What's your one word review? And I'm just gonna take a nap now. Yeah, uh, listeners, this will be half an hour if you want to take a break <laughs> yeah, and come yeah, to yeah. come back. Just skip, skip the part about half an hour. Right? Yeah. All right, I'm not going to do that anymore. I thought it was funny at first, but I'm not going to do it anymore. I've got such fucking... no. Do it. Do everyone it, do hates it. me. Everyone hates me. Everyone. Not everyone. Good. Just just the majority of the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of the viewers think I'm all right. Listeners, uh... listeners. <laughs> <laughs> 
my word is witchy. <laughs> witchy? What? Yeah. Remember in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it's like, make it witchy. I think this film is witchy in that sense. I love it. I just love it. It's witchy. Cool. Well, I'm not sure. The definition of witchy is yeah. things that are associated with witches. And this is a film about a vampire, so I'm not. But she's a, she's a, you know, she's a woman that kills people. She's a witch. She's witchy. I like it. Or vampire. She's a vampire. She's vampire-y. I love it. Witchy. <laughs> okay, great. Nice. All right. Um, what's your one word? Shuffy. Oh, um, I was hoping you'd not ask me. <laughs> um, my one word review is harking back to what Andy was saying. Predators. Yes, mate. The Cobra. Cobra Kai. Kyle, uh, I think you need to introduce me next. Um, so, Shuffy, what's your choice? Sorry, sorry, it's meant to be my turn, but I didn't get, I didn't get around to watching the film that I'm potentially going to choose. Um, I've had a, a bit man through the last few days, but I'm all right now. Listeners, you'll be glad to hear. <laughs> so me and Shuffy are swapping turns, basically. The film that I've uh, chosen is probably a film that you've probably heard of, but I'm guessing you guys haven't seen, and it is a film called uh, Drumroll. <laughs> film is called Sorry to Bother You. Nah, never heard, heard of it. That. Oh, really? Oh, okay, right. Explain a bit more about it, I might know. Uh, I think less I say the, the better, but what I'm going to say is things are going to get weird. Okay. Oh, who's, no. who's in it? Who's it directed by? It's directed by Boots Riley, who, for those hip-hop fans, know that he is the, the man behind the hip-hop group, The Coup, and it stars Lakeith Stanfield. Okay, he was, uh, yeah, he's in... He's practically in everything now. Yeah, Get Out, uh, Knives Out. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's in everything yeah. now. Atlanta? Yeah. Is he in that? Yeah, he's in Atlanta as well. Yeah. yeah. Decent cast this, man. Keith Stanfield, Tessa Thompson, Army Hammer. We can make some jokes about him. Stephen Yeun, Terry Crews. Yeah, good cast, man. Danny Glover. All I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is just the less you read about this film, the better. Okay. And things are going to get weird. Yeah, I'm sure. Remember, hashtag Dave's a knob or hashtag Dave's a legend. That's all we want. (laughs) Who wants to do the outro? I'm happy to do the outro. Make Dave do it. But this this is nice revenge because I'm going to interrupt you every. Every second now, while you, yeah, it won't phase me, mate. It won't phase me. I'll just read. I think the amount of interruptions tonight was outrageous, by the way. Sorry, Andy. Sometimes it's why warranted, who? though. If if it's funny, it's warranted. Yeah, exactly. You interrupted the plot to our shuffles in a fucking submarine. <laughs> That's not warranted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you just you just tell the plot so boringly and methodically we have to interrupt you sometimes it's just like, yeah blah blah okay. blah blah no blah, no blah, no we nah, we, nah, we, we appreciate you andy we appreciate <laughs> you nah, fuck it. it's fine. <laughs> this is coming even... from dave who's got the most like monosyllabic voice oh ever. that's nice isn't it Moments ago it's funny I'll see how your, your, your reviews this, yeah. i've listened to every episode and every review from you is oh so good <laughs> I love it. Well, unless it's, unless it. it's Ford versus Ferrari. No, <laughs> I, I, I hated it. No, I hated it. It's the worst film ever made. I do not like it. I do not like it. I do not like it. Dave, would you like to tell the listeners how they can get in touch with us? Please send any questions, comments, praise, hate mail, or one word of views to 
whodrottthepopcorn at gmail.com or like, follow, harass us on Twitter at whopopcorn or on Instagram, whodrottthepopcorn. You can also leave a review or your podcast app. Please remember, like and subscribe. You've been listening to Who Dropped the Popcorn. We really appreciate it. See you soon. See ya. Peace. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Wouldn't want to be here.